Welcome to the Curious Curates. I'm Jenny. And I'm Dan. This is a podcast where we chat about life, family, friends and work as we start as leaders in the church. Welcome to episode five. In this episode, we will be talking about what we have been up to over the last couple of weeks and what we've got coming up. Uh, as well as talking about some of the life events that go on in our churches, stuff like funerals, weddings and baptisms. Uh, But before that, uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the people who've been listening to us uh, and those who have recently commented and chatted to us on Instagram. Uh, In particular, though, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my my friends Ian and Phil, uh, both of whom who have been part of my discernment process uh, and are keen listeners now and regularly give me some nice feedback. So love you too. Well, one of you, but the other one as well. And um, yeah, if any of you want to have a shout out, message us on Instagram or Spotify. And if you have any questions, either about the stuff that we've been talking about or any questions or things you'd like us to talk about, then you can message us on um, Instagram or Spotify. Dan, what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks? Wow, yeah, no, the last couple of weeks has been pretty, uh, pretty kind of business as usual, I think. There's been nothing particularly uh, exciting that has cropped up, but there's, there's a lot coming up, um, which would be really cool. But um, feeling very settled into, into the role now, feeling very, uh, I mean, I was at home anyway, because it was where I kind of trained before uh, becoming a curate but Mm. um yeah feeling very very settled into the role one thing that did happen is my uh i recently had to update my driving license and it now has reverend on it which (gasps) yes (laughs) that is so cool which was really surreal uh reverend dan reverend dan so it feels very official now which means if i get pulled over by the police they can see that i'm an upstanding member of the clergy Have you, I recently had to, well, I didn't have to, but I, I introduced myself as a reverend for the first time, which felt so strange. Have yeah. you done that? I have not. I've been introduced by lots of people um, as as Reverend Dan. Um, I've even been introduced as Father Dan. That was... Oh, yes. I, I, I love that. I think that's what I'm going to call you from now <laughs> no, on. please don't. It feels so weird. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Darth Vader. It's like Luke. I am your father, but which is ah oh, wow. We're not getting into that nerdy territory, but it does feel really <laughs> odd being called Father Dan. Uh, although weirdly, Reverend Dan doesn't sound that right. It doesn't sound right. Father Dan kind of does. It's strange. <laughs> well, so you've been you've introduced yourself. How did where was that? How did that go? Uh, it was at um, it was at Saint Malaitis. We had a we had the cool. induction day for the new academic year, and um, staff were just introducing themselves, using their titles. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Reverend Doctor going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not quite. I don't. I, I was going to say I'm not quite there yet, but I I don't think I ever will be. What? Um, who knows? You do your PhD, Jenny. <laughs> Reverend Doctor Jenny sounds brilliant. <laughs> I think I'll just go with Jenny for now. <laughs> Um, I also feel really settled now, actually. That's Mm. like one of the things I went on holiday at the end of um, August. And that's one of the things kind of like coming back that I realized that I feel really 
settled here um, in my role, but also here um, in the town where I live now. And mm. that's actually really cool um, to feel like this fairly quickly, I would say. You know, it's it's only been, what, eight weeks? More than that, maybe? Nine, yeah. nine weeks or whatever. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and feeling quite yeah settled in the role and um even though there's like still a lot of stuff that is that feels really out of my comfort zone and we Mm. can chat about that um (laughs) the stuff that's coming up in in a minute uh i think i i've got more used to you know when you kind of like have to go out of your comfort zone and it's like this uncertain space Mm. but um after a while you kind of get used to being in that in that place and not that it gets more comfortable but you get i think a bit more comfortable being out of your comfort zone mm. you know what i mean i do i do and i think i mean it's 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 not quite the same but it's a bit of reflection on my um kind of natural trait as an introvert doing what is typically seen as a very extrovert kind of job um i think in different contexts i've had to learn to turn up different bits of my personality um and i've <laughs> i've which sounds silly but and, and i've noticed that too particularly when i've uh done some stuff with uh, a local parish which is a, a different tradition i've had to kind of turn up and be like right okay i need to rather than turn down parts of my personality there are bits i've got to turn up um yeah which is interesting do, do, is that something you resonate with or or is that a very different thing? <laughs> yeah, that's a good um that that's a good question or like a good um way of putting it. It's probably not how I would have um reflected on it, I think. It I don't know, to me it feels maybe you're right. Maybe it is actually that's what it is that you have to dial up parts of you that are in your natural in your natural way maybe a different well for me it's more i think about growing mm. um and you know as a person being formed everything <laughs> everything is about formation isn't it absolutely absolutely <laughs> um which just makes me think of the forge which is this um formational program at simonitis and yeah will we ever come out of it the it- forge if we if we do then i wager we probably shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) i heard this and i i I magpied this saying um in in a in a talk that i did um a a guy in a sermon once said that we are formed we are then reformed in our salvation and then we are reforming um now this guy was of of a a reformed tradition so he probably loved using those words in that context but it is really interesting in that we are continually being formed you know there's we are formed Mm. in our in our creation we are reformed in our salvation and then we are continually forming from that point onwards as god continues to work through us so i i think i think that's a very very valid statement what, what you said about the forge which is also by the way for like a a formation pathway 
The Forge is a great name. It's like a really like an epic name. The Forge. Yeah. You know, I, I, w- it, when they introduced that, I was like, yes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm sorry that I'm bringing in another um, Tolkien <laughs> reference. Yes. But it does make me think of, um, have you watched The Hobbit? Yes. You know, where they, where they go like and... and um, I don't. I can't even remember exactly what it was, but basically they. Uh, oh no, it's not. Is it the Hobbit? No, it's this new. I think it's the new. Um, when when TV they're in show. Yes, on um, like when, this massive. Um, it's in Moria, isn't it? The mine of Moria, yeah. and they this enormous. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'm 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 on that nerdy <laughs> level, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know if you would be kind of happy to talk about this, but you know what parts of your personality you feel you have to yeah dial up maybe in this ministry yeah i mean constantly i've got to turn up the um the bit of me that kind of is energetic in a situation where there is like a social dynamic my natural Mm. inclination is to honestly it's strange but my natural inclination in a social setting is to just be quiet and to engage only with people who uh, I am like familiar with, if you know what I mean. Um, but I've recognised that as a, a representative of the church, I've got to bring like a welcome and a, a degree of energy. And particularly, again, in, in our context here, um, where we have a very lively kind of gathering lively kind of service i've really got to turn up Mm. the energy um and and it's not a part of my personality that isn't there like i am naturally energetic at times um and there are times where i am naturally outgoing but i've i've recognized there are times that i i need to put the effort into going right i need to be the outgoing version right now and it's still me it's just turning up a little bit of that stuff but also even then in a in a different liturgical, liturgical context that I served in, like that I mentioned just just now, um, I've had to turn up like the reverential side of me, the bit of me that kind of um, would be um, I don't know. It's 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 hard to explain that one, but the bit of me that kind of is a little more respectful, if you know what I mean. I, I like to throw out silly comments and silly jokes quite a lot. And in a in a different in a, in a more traditional liturgical context, while the like the um, the service is going on, it's never appropriate to be that guy taking the mick out of like my cassock mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I yeah. So I think there's a degree of that which is just social awareness. In all honesty. Um, but I, I think I would naturally, you know, I naturally would only talk when I'm making stupid comments. So I need to kind of <laughs> address all that and project I, that element of my personality. Yeah. I really love the way you talk about this and at the way it's like so integrated, you know, not, you're not saying I need to be somebody else, but you're saying that's all me, yeah. but different parts are maybe more would more naturally come out but the other part is still you and you've learned how to um bring it out a little bit more or Mm. certain like places or situations trigger that and i yeah i i really love thinking about it that way 
but I'm always I'm always super surprised when you say this is like not you know naturally well, or that that's like something you have like especially with the energy um that this is something you sometimes have to be more um uh proactive about well I, I guess most of our time spent together um I, I was in a situation where I was naturally projecting that. And that and now you're one of the comfortable people. If you know what I mean? Like there are people I know that I don't have to be I made it in the inner circle. You're, you're in you're in the circle, Jenny. But it's like, you know, there are those people that I know that I I can just I haven't got to worry about what part of me gets projected. So I end up being whatever I am at that yeah. moment. Um and most of the time that is relatively energetic. But in uh like in settings like when you got to know me in college um, they were always an occasion I needed to to be like you know in 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 first year it was about making friends and getting to know people in second year um, it, it was a very similar kind of vibe and then final year um, I was senior student so I had to kind of bring the the energy to that role mm. so yeah I think you just got to know me in that in that space but yeah you, you yeah. ask you ask Vicky but when I'm at home I'm just like <laughs> Okay, that's enough social time now. I'm gonna go sit in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um, I was also reflecting the other day about how um, and we we're gonna talk about life events in a minute mm. um, and especially with that how uh, that feels a lot uh, very much out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But I think there's also something about um stepping out of that and then trusting that you're being equipped and that right you know that you have been called to that and i very much feel like that and then um you know whatever part of your personality needs to be dialed up or whatever that that's gonna mm. happen um not out of our own strength but um you know through god and his yeah. spirit absolutely in the right moment <laughs> <laughs> So what have you got going on at the minute then that is um, pulling you out of your comfort zone that is kind of challenging you in that way? Yeah, so I am at the moment preparing for my first solo funeral on Monday. Wow. And um, that feels very significant. Uh, And I felt I was kind of um, aware that this might happen. Um, And... I felt really nervous though when I got the call and kind of like um, booked in this funeral and then, you know, called the family to arrange the funeral visit and all of this um, Mm. because I was like, okay, this is big because, I mean, we don't want any of our services or the stuff we do to go wrong, but especially with the funeral, I think, Mm. you know, just this sense of responsibility. Um, And yeah, so I... I felt nervous and I felt really nervous before the funeral visit. But at the same time, what I found really interesting is that I had a sense of peace, like Mm. an an internal peace. And just this sense of, okay, this is what God has called me to do. And I'm not on my own. I am physically on my own doing it. Um, But I'm not there on my own. And I, I... I am trusting, but I also have to trust that I am being equipped for all of this. And then, um, yeah, and then I had the funeral um, visit and that was actually such a special time. I think it's just such a privilege 
mm-hmm. that we that we have that we will have um doing this being with these people and um this woman was my parents age um <laughs> yeah but still i felt like i could um yeah i don't know it's just like i mean not not really offer you can't really offer well maybe you can offer a little bit of comfort but just kind of just holding them in that space and yeah i think it will be a really beautiful funeral oh good are they um, in this instance are they regular churchgoers are they do they have a faith or a like a, a present strong faith rather so um, the person who passed away did, yeah, which uh, and I mean that's always helpful. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure about the family. Yeah, um, but I think they have been re- they have been regular churchgoers in the past. Yeah. So you feel like I mean, it's it's interesting. We, we having assisted with these as an ordinand, you know, watching my incumbent, it was always really quite challenging watching him work with people who wanted a church funeral, but didn't really have a faith. And and the person that didn't was being, you know, uh, well, buried or or cremated or whatever. They didn't really have a faith either. They just Mm. wanted, you know, they wanted the church funeral because they were christened in that church and married in that church. And, yeah. You know, one of the things you want to kind of bring to that setting is 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 the gospel, is the sense that, you know, that person who may be gone from this life is not present, you know, not, not present here now, but is present in the next. You know, that that comfort is a is a staple of the like, a Christian funeral, right? But if Yeah. So I, I was just interested in in your experience with that and if you had a if if that had come up in your conversation yeah yeah so i i think you're right i think it is a lot more difficult um if the if the family isn't obviously christian mm. um which in that in my case um is is different i think like they they chose the hymns and there's like a a christian poem that they're going to read and all of that mm. so okay um yeah well, that's good. At least they sound like they're relatively kind of bought into the Christian thing for your first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> that's a, it's a, I mean, it, it feels like a blessing to me t- for, mm. you know, this first one. Um, but yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of like reflecting now kind of like <laughs> on the spot from what you said earlier about bringing it out different dialing up yeah. different parts of your personality and, and I mean that will definitely need to be the case I think for me with um, just holding this space because I think the thing with funerals different to weddings and baptisms is that there's so much focus on you because mm. you know like with a wedding I mean there's still like some focus on you but obviously the focus is on the couple um, yeah. but like with a funeral you're the one holding that space and yeah. so you just sort of kind of like need to be, you know, even if you don't quite feel it, but you need to bring a certain confidence, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're, hold- you, you're right. You, you're, you're really right. You're holding this 
I remember uh, at college we had someone talking to us about these these events, and so, uh, someone who was very experienced in this um, said that in that moment you're holding the grief of the whole room. Yeah, and like people want to be focused on the person who's not there but that's like this cognitive dissonance in that in that they're only really remembering them as they were remembered whereas in that moment you're the person standing there mm-hmm. and there's an element of even projecting those memories on you forward and stuff and that's like crazy right to be that focal point where the natural inclination for me at least, and I've not done any of these on my own yet, um, so I, it might be different when I get to that point, but I, I, I feel like my natural inclination is to decrease myself and like kind of boost the person that we're remembering and celebrating the li- life of, which is which is a normal, natural thing, but you're being the figurehead of that collective grief, and that's that's quite like a yeah, that's quite a significant thing. So you need to be strong and confident. And that was the word you used that I thought was really bang on. It was that confidence because it's quite easy to pretend to be confident when you're projecting happy, joy th- joyful things, even if you're not confident. You yeah. know, you can, making a joyful noise sounds confident. But where you're holding the tension of grief, I think that's going to be a little more tricky. So it'll be really interesting to hear afterwards after your experience how you found it yeah. I think I'd love to hear more about it and I think it's like you said um it's, it's just this uh like holding this tension between you know wanting to talk about the person who passed away and all of this and not mm. wanting it you know not wanting to it to be about you in in, in any way but still mm. obviously then you do need to kind of like hold this space and um and have a have a presence there Mm. Um, and you you don't hold that space by minimizing yourself you know you're holding the space by projecting something you know it's so weird it's like it's like a it's like wow that's a funny word in it but it's a bit like an oxymoron in a way in that it kind of you're there and you're like i need to increase enough that i'm not lost in the sea of everything but also decrease enough that i'm not taken away from what's going on and that's that's mm. like a tightrope isn't mm. it and then and, and the other the other balance that needs to be struck is that of you know f- f- feeling for the people there um but not getting caught up in their mm. emotions and grief and you know and and um expressing the the hope you know the christian hope that we have you know mm. in a in a confident way that makes people think they can trust in that as well yeah oh man this is this reminds me and i've just remembered more about the module where we did this um i'm, I'm not going to name the staff member because it was a personal story but um at college uh a member of staff was talking about a grief they had experienced of their own, which was still very, very raw. And then they took this funeral that was almost the same. Mm. You know, it was a similar age and stage of the person that they had lost. And and this this uh, this priest was really struggling 
in that instance to to not be caught up in their grief because their grief was the same or was you know close enough to the same as what was going on and and I think that's a real challenge to this because I think loss is a you know the closer the person is to you that you lose the 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 longer that sense lingers and you know experiencing loss in my own life it's a you know I so for example I mean it's just one example so I lost uh my grandmother when I was probably 21 maybe 21 Mm. um and so that that's a while ago you know I'm 33 now so that was a little while ago and then last when no last summer just before um the summer break uh we ended up having a a funeral for someone in in the church's mum and they had the same kind of pet name for her as they had for my as we had for my nan and it was like i mean i wasn't leading but halfway through i was like crying (laughs) i was just operating the tech desk and i'm just there like don't cry (laughs) don't cry and it's strange what these things kind of bring out so you kind of yeah that balance of being there and yeah i don't know i mean like i said i have no experience of leading this yet so maybe neither have i (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is one we can come back to but i don't know i just find that so yeah and I know, in a way, you probably would like some encouragement before your first funeral. I'm just here going, oh, it looks so hard. <laughs> no, I do. Sorry, Jenny. But, but this is the thing is that I do, um, like I've prepared well, obviously. I'm a planner mm. and preparer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, and I know that I will be nervous, but, but that's like normal, I guess. But there is just a sense of peace that I have as well. And um yeah, I will report back afterwards. Wonderful. <laughs> how it went. Um, but I know that you're doing another live event even before yeah. I'm doing my funeral, Then I am. I'm doing a baptism on Sunday or a, so what cool. um, some call a christening. So I'll be uh, baptizing a child, which is knowing my reform background is a... <laughs> Don't drop it and the baptismal fund would be my advice. Yeah. Do you know what? When I was going through this with my incumbent and I was going through all the liturgy and kind of the steps and where we do what and, and all that, um, that was the first thing. I was like, how on earth? I'm big on I have two kids. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I hold this child? <laughs> and then the, and it was purely because I was thinking in the back of my head. I was like, well... You can't hold it face forward. That looks a bit weird. So you hold it back. You hold it with his face kind of towards you. But then if you pour water on its head, it could pour into its face. And no baby likes having water in its face. I don't want a screaming kid. So it's quite funny. That was the bit that was most I was most concerned about. But the the, diff, the, the differing thing for me, and I think this is, I kind of mentioned it in, in when we were talking about funerals, is that um, I'm not especially... You know, I'm 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 always a pretty confident person generally. Like, there's always a sense of confidence there. Mm. Um, but I, this would be the one of the areas I'm least confident in, if you know what I mean. But I know, and like I mentioned, I know it, it's a celebration. It may the, the family. You know, I I don't know how seriously they're taking this because they're not regular church goers. Um, it's like it is literally a 
rite of passage to an extent. Um, they may be taking it more seriously than that. But my thoughts on it are that like I'm welcoming this child into the the church family. I'm you know it's it's a joyous celebration. So even if I do feel a bit unconfident going into uh, into the service, just projecting that joy and that welcome is going to kind of increase a sense of confidence if you know what I mean yeah. me in myself as I go but also for those who who are gathered but um yeah no it's I'm quite looking forward to doing it to be honest yeah. and like I say there's been a degree of theological work that I've had to do on this because I I, I grew up in a, oh, yeah, in a, a church so I mean I, I I grew up in a church that was absolutely a believers baptism adult well not quite adult baptism um I was allowed to get baptized at 10 that was and that was after years of special asking boy. special boy special <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the point is that and, and then you know I stayed in that kind of tradition until Two weeks Six ago. years ago, <laughs> or two weeks ago. <laughs> but I, honestly, I even went into discernment, going, "Well, you know, I only really believe in believers' baptism and all this kind of stuff." And I've had to make some, and we're. Pro- I'm not going to go into like the the theological reflection on it because we could be here for days talking <laughs> yeah. about this and, and and just my thoughts on it. Um, but honestly, I think I've had I've had to jump around and think and reflect on this so much now that i'm i'm almost I'm, I'm ready if you know what i mean i was really worried that the first one i was going to be like oh i'm still not 100 percent sure what i where i stand on this but no i'm so ready and i'm so ready to be a part of that like welcoming that child into the church family you know yeah. i'm i mean ultimately that's what sold it for me is is welcoming the child into the church family mm. is you know and and, and I mean, the, the prayers are amazing as well. There's like that mini, um, I think our uh, center director in the Southwest used to call it a mini exorcism. Um, <laughs> because it's like, do you because renounce the devil? Stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, we renounce the work of the devil. Woo. Like that kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm all for it. I think it's amazing. So I am really excited um, to do it. And yeah, I think it's going to be lots and lots of fun. But there is such a difference between, you know, because life events, you know, they, they, or occasional offices, as they're sometimes called, <laughs> or uh, I think officially are called. Um, uh, so obviously you've got funerals, baptisms and weddings, haven't you? And it's it's interesting, the real, like, juxtaposition of them all, because I remember someone here, uh, I've heard someone call it hatch, match and dispatch. <laughs> Which is a really, really bleak way of looking at it. But you're celebrating life. You're celebrating... Um, more life. Union. More life, basically, yeah. Um, and then in a funeral, you're kind of... To an extent, you are celebrating the life of that person, but you're also mourning. It's it's a strange... You know, there's like joy, joy, grief. <laughs> you're kind of two very opposing ends of the spectrum of life right yeah. it's just mad but i think you know what is well i think what will be so special for me during the funeral is the commendation mm. um yeah. you know where you that's 
I mean, this like um, hatch, match and dispatch. <laughs> but I quite like this idea of like this, like in a way it's kind of like dispatching. Yeah. This person t- to, I don't know what we want to call that. To, to, yeah, to what, Jenny? <laughs> to an intermediate state? To, you know, we're going to get into weird eschatology. It, it, eternal life? <laughs> <laughs> okay let's move on cho- cho- choosing words very carefully there no but what i want to ask you is is this a baptism part of his normal service no which uh I'm, our policy is that we normally do in uh and we've got so my next baptism after this so there's quite a few at the minute which is great because um that is great I need to tick off. How exciting. i need to do three or four or something <laughs> as part of my portfolio and i'll get them done before christmas so i'm like woo um but uh the the others all they're all booked in are all part of our church service this one is um yeah i'm i'm not entirely sure why it isn't if i'm honest uh they wanted to do it at um the 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 place where we host our traditional church service but they didn't want it as part of the church service for some reason i wasn't part of that decision making process so i'm not sure what the logic is but it's not and that's going to be really strange because there's there's this bit in the liturgy where you know the at the end the child is welcomed into the family um which is appropriate to have the church family there for mm. um and there's also um i can't remember the section there's this bit where i turn and i go people of god and then we have this kind of um liturgical response moment and are you dropping your voice <laughs> as well then in that moment i might do I think it's an should. epic it's an epic line isn't it people of god <laughs> um, but there's this moment where you are talking to the church and and i'm going to be looking around, and there will be some representatives of the church there admittedly but it is going to feel strange to not have the whole church mm. there and be like we are welcoming this child into our church it's like we're welcoming our child into the church as represented by the three people who've come but the, the logistically, though, they, I think there's an element of logistics here in that the, um, the baptismal party uh, <laughs> is quite... Uh, I know, that's. A, I think I've made that phrase up. You'd say wedding party, wouldn't you? Baptismal party. The, um, the people who are coming for, the, for this baptism, there's going to be quite a few of them. There's going to be quite a lot. And they want it in the smaller of our buildings. I think if it were to be done in our regular communion service a parish parish eucharist it would be quite tight yeah. <laughs> so there's there is an element of the of those logistics to be fair but yeah and are you going to wear exciting. your alp or just a, this just is, a college shirt? yeah oh well this is the, um something to be uh finally decided by the family so we have a uh historically we've always asked what people would prefer um because we're lit well i was going to say liturgically multilingual but i'm not sure we really are that multilingual we we try we try but if someone were to turn around and be like i would like you know a thurible and which is the incense and all like the full bells and smells service we might struggle <laughs> we might struggle to find that stuff we know we've got it but where i don't know um but in general, if someone so I mean, I remember my incumbent did a, a funeral which was for someone who was much uh was a much loved member of the congregation who also had a very uh a desire for a, a high Anglo Catholic funeral mm. and, and he did. He 
you know, including the the dress, the you know, everything was done. I think they were even BCP, a Book of Common Prayer, which is the Elizabethan um, uh, liturgy. I think it was sixteen sixty two. I'm using a number. Well done. Jenny's nodded. Thou and I. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. So, and and he, yeah, so I, I can't remember the specifics because I, I, I wasn't actually there for the actual uh, funeral, but I remember there was a lot of separate prep for that. So we, we always ask what people would like, but they these guys would like an accessible language service, uh, a relatively brief service. Um so I can't imagine they're going to be asking us to go Casa Calb. And so I'd imagine it will just, we'll turn up in collars and then if they ask us to robe, we'll robe. Because <laughs> what I've been dying to ask you, Dan, is what happened to your pride blue collared shirt? <laughs> My Pizza Hut manager shirt. <laughs> Domino's. Oh, yeah, yours. well. Sorry? Domino's manager. Oh, Domino's, that's it. Yeah, Pizza Hut <laughs> was black with red. Come on. I worked in both those places, so <laughs> I, I should really know the branding. Nice. Um, yes, Domino's. Um, I dyed it. <laughs> and I dyed it recently, um, like only a couple of days ago. Uh, I, because I was just wearing the black one and I was washing it quite a lot. And I'm very aware that if you keep washing black shirts, they'll turn grey very quick. <laughs> so um, I was like, I need to cycle in some of the other shirts i have got three and i'm reserving one it's like a light blue i'm reserving that for weddings you know okay maybe even maybe even a baptism something quite celebratory um but so i went and i i love navy blue and um so i've got a lot of like my i mean you can't really see it i mean jenny and i are on a on a video call and like the background my back wall is a dark navy blue this t-shirt i'm wearing now even though in this this call it looks gray um is is navy blue too like i really like navy blue um so i got i went and i bought this navy blue dye and and it says it's for uh for natural fiber and all this kind of stuff and this uh this shirt's a poly cotton shirt because i'm cheap i didn't want to go for full cotton um so i I had no idea if this was going to die because it says it doesn't dye polyester i know this is a blend so i was a bit like oh what's going to happen but basically it's just it came out this most amazing color <laughs> and it, it so didn't good. come out navy blue it came out like a really deep blue that actually i think looks really cool so i'm i'm there looking at this shirt now going yes. you're my new favorite shirt you're my new favorite you were my least you are now my favorite clergy shirt but we've also um there was a little bit of fluff inside the uh the washing machine which um was a little bit you know, like held by static to like the rubber seals and all this kind of stuff. And um, it, it dyed all of that. So our <laughs> washing machine isn't dying our clothes. Like it really isn't, but it, it looks this, it looks like I've dyed the washing machine. Funky. And I've tried cleaning it and it isn't really, isn't really coming away. <laughs> well. <laughs> but our clothes aren't getting dyed. So in general, the dyeing of the shirt, massive success uh the washing of you know the cleaning of the washing machine not a massive success <laughs> at all <laughs> hey i realize that we've talked about baptisms and we've talked about funerals but we've not talked about weddings and i thought we're not actually really going to talk about the marmy jenny because we don't like them we're not allowed yeah, no. to do we don't <laughs> like them <laughs> 
We're not allowed to do them. Da, da, da. Um, yes, this is something that I think we'll talk about maybe when we're priested, because like traditionally, uh, deacons don't perform weddings because there is a, um, a they say a sacramental element to it, and uh, the sacramental stuff is something that is typically done by a priest. However, we can assist to an extent, and I think technically we can get a bishop's license to do it um but i can't see that happening for <laughs> because we've got one wedding booked in for the next 12 months <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i don't think i'll be doing one before but you know what's interesting with like mm. weddings obviously they get um you know planned so far in advance that i think it will yeah. probably be likely that that something will be booked in that we might be doing you know once we are priesthood absolutely um, absolutely Talking about priestings, uh, this can be a little um, cliffhanger for our next episode because I'm I'm going um, to be a deacon at the priest's ordination here in Exeter Diocese next weekend, which is really exciting. Woo. And I can tell you all about this um, if it goes well. <laughs> That'll be really cool. Aren't you like Bishop's chaplain as well? Yes, I, I will be holding... His mitre. Is that what? Is that all it is? I was going to ask you, what's a bishop's chaplain's job? <laughs> That's what I've told. Holding him, holding the mitre, and uh, holding the words at times. <laughs> Turning pages. I don't know. <laughs> I will report back. Great. Maybe maybe on our next episode we can hear about how it all went, and you we we can then talk again what it's like, about what it is to deacon. Uh, at these kind of events and, and all that stuff. That'll be really fun. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thank you for listening. And um, do um, say if you want to have a shout out. And yeah. yeah. Ask some questions. <laughs> Ask some questions and we will try and find an appropriate answer. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you and see you next time. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.